This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hello, Metro FM family. This is your brother Jonathan from BHL Ministries, Decisions, Habits, Lifestyle Ministries, continuing in teaching on relationships in general. And specifically, we've been focusing on marriage based on the Bible. So I hope that you appreciated it last time when we talked about it, including 1 Corinthians 13, and we made mention of that. Today we're going to share a few more scriptures and help you to see what God's intention and purpose are for marriage. We're going to look at some of the things that you may have heard before, but we're going to explain them a little bit better. So let's continue by reading a couple of more scriptures this week. Amen? Well, we all want the peace that God has for us. And in John 14, 27, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And what Jesus is talking about is his peace comes through his way, led by his spirit, and of course, through his word. So when we become obedient to the word of God, we experience his peace. So his peace is different from the world's definition of peace. The world says that peace is without conflict, and we know that God's peace is contentment in the midst of conflict. Remember Jesus on the boat as they crossed the sea. The disciples were troubled by the storm, but Jesus was asleep on pillows nonetheless. When they came to him afraid of what was going on, having tried, all that they knew as experienced seagoing sailors, he said, peace, be still. He declared his peace and the storm settled and then he scolded the disciples. So his peace in the midst of the troubles of life is also the same peace that is there when we have contention in our relationships. It doesn't mean we won't be upset. It doesn't mean we won't be frightened or frustrated. But what it does mean is that as we trust Him, we can be still in the midst of that. We can be understanding and compassionate. We can be quick to forgive in the midst of those challenges. And the Bible says wisely in Proverbs 21.9, it is better to dwell in a corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. Very wise, whenever you read these statements, they seem isolated, but put together, they come together to understand these situational dynamics. So blessed be the peacemakers, whether you are a man of God listening to this, you can choose the high road by the power of God, you can be that peace in the midst of those situations. And if you're a woman of God, you can choose the same high road. You can allow the Spirit of God to be still your heart and trust in the Lord in the midst of what are bound to happen in our lives, conflict, right? 
Well, let's go on to Proverbs 19:14. It says, Houses and riches are the inheritance of fathers, and a prudent wife is from the Lord. Well, the Amplified Version helps us to understand what that means. It says, Houses and riches are the inheritance from fathers, but a wise, understanding, and prudent wife is from the Lord. Do you see that? When we are expressing the character of God, we will have these components in the roles that we are blessed to have, whether it be husband or wife, and the fruit or the product of a woman who fears, reverentially fears God and loves God and submits to God, she will be wise, she will be understanding, and she will be prudent. And you can feel blessed as a man who has a woman who behaves in such ways and has these characteristics. 1 Peter 3, 7 says, Likewise ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife. You see the product of serving the Lord as a man of God and as a husband. According to knowledge, give honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. Now I'll put context to this. And as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. So the power and effectiveness of your prayers can be hindered, men, if you are not being sensitive to the often uh, reality that the woman is weaker. Now in context, it's talking about weaker in strength. Clearly, men are by design physically stronger most of the time. But there are other strengths that men have as the spiritual head, and God is encouraging him and saying, Look, be mindful of this reality. You are charged with spiritual headship, and therefore you are equipped for these situations and circumstances, often in a better way than the woman. So if she's having a challenge, or if she is responding differently, remember this and be a handler of the situation with this in mind. It says in 1 Peter 3, 7 for Amplified, it says, In the same way you married men should live considerately, listen, considerately with your wives, with an intelligent recognition of the marriage relation, honoring the woman as physically the weaker, but realizing that you are joint heirs of the grace. See the equality? Joint heirs of the grace, God's unmerited favor of life, in order that your prayers may not be hindered and cut off. There's so much in that verse for you to ask God to show you. But let's continue to go forward here because it charges us with 2 Corinthians 6.14. And this is really important. Men, when you're looking for a wife, women, when you're looking for a husband, and I know people twist scripture to justify their position, to go after someone who is not supported by the biblical way. But it says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness. Now listen to the Amplified. It says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, meaning... Do not be mismated alliances with them or come under a different yoke with them inconsistent with your faith. You see the context? For what partnership hath right living 
and right standing with God with iniquity and lawlessness, right? Those things don't go together. Or how can light have fellowship with darkness? So men and women who are listening to this, listen to the word of God. This is not a battle of opinions. Don't try to justify things with opinions or positions that the Bible is not in support of. The yoke, of course, is referring to the ox, which was very familiar with them as a farming animal. And they would yoke together a strong, um, trained ox with a new one. The strength of the seasoned ox would guide the new one. And the, the seasoned ox knew the right path because they had been trained in it. So the new one would develop an understanding of this right path. Now they were equally yoked. The one were stronger and able to influence or lead the other. The other was weaker or more submitted to the training of the seasoned ox. So in this context, don't be connected with people if you're not going in the same direction. If they're not submitted or responsive to your godly influence, this is not condoned by God. Now I know people often bring up the other scriptures and talk about, well, what if I can bring my husband the Lord? The Bible talks about that, that my actions can bring my husband to the Lord. Now the context is when a unbelieving couple get together or are together and one becomes a believer. That's the context. When one becomes a believer already joined in marriage, then it gives the encouragement to stand fast and let your example be an example that leads the other one to Christ. That is the context. So be true to the word and keep it in proper context. There's a reason why God encourages us a certain way. And you have to see this within your life when you've done things that weren't based on the word of God or when God was trying to lead you. If you've been serving the Lord um, any length of time, even a few years, you have experienced that where God is trying to grow you closer to him or teach you something and you deny it or you justify or you rationalize your own way. And then these things happen. God could be warning you and you say, well, I'm just going to do it a little bit. And of course, something happens. So with equal yokedness, it's talking about someone of the same faith in this, heading in the same direction, like-mindedness. And you can discern this through fellowship. If you have fellowship one with another, meaning if you're fellows in the same ship, you can be encouraged by the Word of God and you can see that they are moved by the influence of the Word of God. If you don't see they're moved by the influence of the Word of God, you're not equally yoked, right? When you're looking for a mate, or even when you're considering someone to study with or enter into discipleship, these things are very important. The scriptures that are also often used that we just talked about, 1 Corinthians 7.10 says, And to the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord, let not the wife depart from her husband, but, and if... She depart, let her remain unmarried and be reconciled to her husband. And let not the husband put away his wife, right? See equality there. But to the rest speak I, not the Lord. If any brother hath a wife that believeth not, and she be pleased to dwell with him, let him not put her away, right? You came to the Lord, she has not yet. Don't put her away. Because it says, And let the woman which hath an husband that believeth not, and if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. See the equality? 
For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Else were your children unclean, but now they are holy. Now look, look at what the Amplified says in verse 14. It says, For the unbelieving husband is set apart, meaning separated, withdrawn from heathen contamination, and affiliated with the Christian people by union with his consecrated set of consecrated set-apart wife, you see? So the activities that the believing wife engage in keep the husband from being influenced and fed by the heathen of the world and vice versa. Your example, remember, godly sorrow produces repentance, but also the goodness of God produces repentance. The character that God expresses through the believing spouse can draw others, meaning their spouse who's not saved yet, unto the Lord. So that's the context, guys. It's not talking about looking for an unsaved, uh, unbelieving person and saying, I like the way they look or the way they act or their potential and using it to justify marrying them. That would be unequally yoked because you are not in the same direction. One more time, this is talking about people who are unbelievers and husband and wife and one comes to the Lord and the other one hasn't yet. So keep it in the proper context and we need to have this kind of godly love and we need to put on this godly love remember we talked about that that godly love is based on commitment not emotion so being a man or woman of god means a man or woman of commitment and you're committed to the best interest of other people just as god is committed to the best interest of you and i he made a way where there was no way when did he do this he did it while we were yet practicing sin. He made a way of reconciliation unto himself by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You see how these things can come together? I want to encourage you, you know, we're sharing here the Word of God based on another set of scriptures talking about marriage. But if you're not married, maybe you're not even considering being married, don't put off this series because there are principles here that apply to other aspects of your Christianity. We're going to get into other things talking about the God love that we put on, that commitment that we put on, meaning we are committed to the best interest of other people at the cost, listen, at the cost of personal convenience or even resource in time or money, right? We are committed. Love God, love others. Commit yourself to God. Commit yourself to the best interest of others. Can you see that now? So as we are developing this, we're thinking about, uh, imagine this, I heard someone preaching recently and someone who's been serving the Lord for many, many years has their own ministry. But yet when I hear them preaching, there's an inconsistency in the scriptures they're using. The scriptures are used out of context and without a doubt, those scriptures are being repeated because it's what's been heard and what's been uh, felt or believed, but it is not accurate based on the Word of God. So creating an atmosphere for discipleship to grow as DHL ministry does, our goal is not to get the most followers or likes or commercials or sponsors. The goal is that you would hear these things and be doers of them getting you closer to a personal relationship with God yourself. When you do so, and you study the Word of God with integrity, you look at the cross-references, 
you look at the key words in the original language, you will see where you may have been trained or you may believe something that is not accurate based on the Word of God. If you're studying marriage, look up every scripture on marriage and every scripture on divorce and read those chapters of those sections. Get the full context and you will see God's position on marriage, whether it be on health and healing, whether it be on prosperity, whether it be on anything else. Don't just take the scriptures that were given to you. Look up in your own Bible the scriptures and the cross-references on those topics, and then you will see clearly what the Word of God says and not the Word of Pastor so-and-so or what have you. This is growth in discipleship, personal connection with God the Father in your relationship, and it will serve to hold others accountable, but also to have you get more out of the sermons you are hearing, the teachings you are receiving, because you'll know the Word of God. Amen? A little preachy there, but that's our agenda. So when you tune into us, we're not here to stimulate you or be dramatic with our presentation. The goal is to teach you on a topic or through a line-upon-line approach so that you can see more clearly. We encourage you, as with the Bereans, to search these things out to see if they're so. We invite you to join our WhatsApp group. Just text or call 260-97-583-6324-260-97-583-6324. But Brother Jonathan, I'm already a member of several groups. Well, look, try it and see if you enjoy it. We don't flood you with information or useless material. These are the links for the podcasts. These are the notes for the broadcasts. This is what we use this venue for. And the podcasts do not use as much data as downloading the whole sermon. So be encouraged if this is helping you, tune in. You can also look for DHL Ministries online at DHL Ministries on YouTube. And of course, we're here on Radio Backs twice a week through 94.5 FM. But listen, all of this is to no avail. It may have been interesting. You may have understood some of it. But if you don't have the Spirit of God in you, then you can't comprehend this. We teach and preach Christ crucified. What does that mean? It means we were born into sin. We're born in the opposite direction, going away from God. Sin is missing the mark the goals and the plans God has for you. That's how we're born. That's our condition, heading away from God. If you understand this and you know no matter how you, how hard you tried or maybe now you want to live closer to God, just follow me with the ABCs. A is admitting that you understand that you're born into sin, that you are a sinner by birth. And when you understand that and admit it, then you know you need a Savior. You need someone to pay the penalty for your sin. Jesus Christ died for your sins. So A, admitting, B, believing, trusting and relying on this truth that Jesus died for you. And C, confession, not just your sins to God, but confessing this to other people so you'll be held accountable and supported in growing in discipleship. Amen? Well, we thank Metro FM for consistently giving us these time slots and look forward to some small changes. Metro has some ideas of what they want to do with these time slots, and we're in prayer about that. And we know that God will lead us in how we're going to be available to you, whether we can answer questions or continue with these teachings or both. So keep it in prayer. Thank God for the the staff and the 
all the faculty, and the listeners of Metro FM. You go and challenge this week through the Word of God. Study these notes. Get the notes. Join the WhatsApp group. Study it to see if it's so. And share, share, share. May you be blessed. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.